It's good to see Brother Bobby, isn't it? It's also good to have you all back. You guys did an amazing song last time, right? Was that you guys? That was, that was awesome. Well, welcome. It is good to see the family generally feeling better. Still send strength to those that are... <clears throat> I've been in Hebrews 12 this afternoon. This has been what's going through in my mind. So I'm going to read this. <clears throat> uh, this is in verse 11. You don't need to turn there. Now, therefore, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, and let it rather be healed. Follow peace with all men, and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. And uh, one thing that I think has been made evident is that there's no failing of grace on our behalf. directed to us uh, from God. The only, the only possible way that, that uh, I see as I've been looking through this and as we've been listening is that uh, we don't actually believe that it can be happening in us or we, we don't believe that, that it's uh, abundantly there to meet us in the areas that have come after us and after us and so we quit. Uh, but it's, it's evident this is why uh, the writer of Hebrews says, therefore, uh, lift up the feeble hands and strengthen the, the yeah. feeble knees because uh, you, we want to see no one being turned out of the way. Uh, thank the Lord that we're here to encourage each other uh, when we are feeble. But the help of the Lord uh, is abundant. It's not only abundant, but it's actually intended for the times when we feel that we least deserve it. And I think this is why uh, you look through that a little bit further and it talks about the high priest that we have that is, that is uh, all of one, and we know what that is, that's Christ. Uh, and it's exciting to know that really there's absolutely no disposition, there's no falling short, there's no feeling, there's no mental warfare that is not able to be met and superseded by the grace of God, uh, which is working on our behalf for those times when we feel the least like we deserve it. It's not based on feeling or else it wouldn't be mercy, but the enemy does a great job of making us not want to come boldly to the throne of grace uh, when we don't feel like we deserve it. So let's come boldly tonight and uh, we can reach in for those that are not well. It is definitely good to see Brother Bobby. We can send strength to Sister Kathy and uh, let's gather. Thank you. 
little more support than that tonight. I'm already questioning this. Yeah, um, sounds good to me. That was good. Turn to Revelation chapter 3, something I've been thinking about. This will be um, a short. Sharing. Saw Brother Bobby here and got excited. Verse 14, it says, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, This things saith he, saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. It's, it's good to know that there's an angel over the church. Um, I thought that was encouraging. Um, the, didn't have great things to say, though. It says, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would, I think that Keto got that from that angel. I would thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. That's not real encouraging. I don't know how many have felt lukewarm. I think we can all say that there have been times when you felt lukewarm rather than hot or cold. And um, it says that, you know, (laughs) he would spew you out of his mouth. Because you're not either hot nor cold. Um, But I'm not here to discourage you today. I'm here to actually hopefully encourage you that if you felt like you've been lukewarm, that's not the end of the road. Says in verse 16, so then because thou art lukewarm and neither already read that. Um, Verse 17, because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods. And I have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, blind and naked. That's a lot not to know <laughs> that you are. 
that's what lukewarmness does. It makes you feel that you have something that you don't actually ha actually possess. Um, but what I felt to focus, you know, I felt the Lord spoke to me. Um, verse 18, it says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed. And, you know, this gold that he is counseling you to buy is gold that has been tried in the fire. Not just any kind of gold, but the gold that has been tried. And that is not something that you can do on your own. This, the work that God does, you can't go and find it somewhere. You can't go manufacture it. You can't go try and be it, <laughs> try and get that done yourself. He's the one that performs that work in your heart. And, uh, you know, I, I thought it was interesting. You know, it says, I counsel you to buy gold tried in the fire. You know, ever since I can remember, gold has been the thing to buy. I'm sure that now, you know, there are other options. You know, there's CoinBit, there is buy Microsoft, buy Apple, buy whatever. Um, interesting that, just as a side note, okay, um, buy gold that has been tried in the fire, that you may be rich, and white raiment, raiment, right, clothing. That's not up for sale, really. <laughs> There's a stockbroker out there saying, buy white raiment. Yeah. That, that's valuable. You know, no, no, nobody's saying that. But I like it that it says, white, buy white raiment so that the shame of your nakedness may be covered. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. God is not interested in displaying your shame to the whole world. Um, we've all lived in shame at some point or another. And um, it's not in God's mind to interest or purpose to embarrass you and show your shame. He actually says, buy white raiment so that your shame can be covered. And I think that is, you know, one of the, the biggest things that hold us back is shame. We feel that we can't, you know, and the enemy uses that. You can't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't raise your hands, you know, use something, use something simple. You shouldn't do this. You, you really can't say anything to them because look at you. Look what you've been. Look what you've done. Um, I don't think that that is God's heart. He's not wanting you to cover your own shame. He wants you to buy work on those things so that he can cover the shame that you and I come out from under. That's his heart. Uh, I think Richard said a couple, few services ago, you know, God is not interested in, in doing more to you than is necessary mm -hmm. to perform the work that he wants to do in your life. Mm -hmm. He's not... Um, interested in embarrassing us and displaying us all over the place. He actually wants to cover that. You know, it says, uh, I, I thought it was interesting <coughs> that um, when Noah 
uh, was drunk. You know, it says that he had too much wine, too much of the fruit of the grape, right? He was passed out, <laughs> um, in my interpretation. Um, his two oldest sons, uh, when they heard about it, his youngest son, I guess, blurted it out, and his two oldest sons took a covering and walked backwards to cover him. Um, God, again, and you know, when, when, it says that it went interesting that when he woke up, he knew who had covered him and who had exposed him. Um, the, the heart of Father God is, you know, I've been burdened for all of us, for our kids. Sometimes we, we, we walk under condemnation that is not given by the Spirit of God. And it holds us back. It has a way of holding us back uh, from the things that God is wanting to deliver us from. And uh, <clears throat> um, wanted to go to um, uh, where was it? I had a bunch of scribbles, so you'll have to bear with me. Uh, Brother Joe read a verse that I've always loved. It's in Psalm 139, verse 16, where it says, Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. So, you know, and I love that because it speaks right to where we are. God saw us in our state. He saw who we were. You know, substance is not just God, you know, saw you and said, man, you look kind of good. You know, maybe you need some changes here and there. No, he saw your substance. He saw who you really were. And still, it says, your members are written in my book. He didn't reject us. He's not interested in that. He's interested in redeeming the whole being. And that's what he's doing in us today. He's, he's redeeming this creature so that we can manifest the glory of what he's doing in us. And uh, <clears throat> uh, Romans, well, I want to go to um, Isaiah 54, I think. Isaiah 54. So saying, O barren, thou that dost not bear, break forth into singing and cry aloud, thou that dost not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, saith the Lord. Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth thy curtains, the curtains of thy habitation. Spare not 
lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be con thou confounded, for thou shalt be not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shall not remember the reproach of thy widowhood, widowhood anymore. You know, that's a lot of emphasis on your shame not holding you back. <laughs> and not allowing that to hold you captive. So, and sometimes I feel, you know, we use that, or the enemy uses that as an excuse to prevent us from moving forward in God. And... <clears throat> Um, it's, 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 uh, that's deceptive. It's got to, it's something that has to be broken in each of our lives. Um, because God is wanting us to be released from all those things that would hold us back so that we can go further in, into what he is doing in our lives today. Um, and, and, you know, that, that is his, his, his whole goal is He's perfecting this man. He's growing us up. Yeah. Um, and, he, and, and that's what he's completing. That's what he's, he's doing. And anytime we allow, you know, Gabe said it in, in, in the beginning of service, you know, uh, God has performed the work. He is finished with what he did. And he's finishing us. The hard thing is to believe that that is done. Yes, you know, we, we act... Uh, you know, like, you know, I can't stand here and say, you know, uh, I'll probably be corrected for this. Uh, let me take some water first here. <laughs> I am not complete in him. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm not, I don't have it all. You know, that... And I don't, I, if I don't have it, all yet I do. <laughs> and and that is, that's a hard thing to come to grips with, that, that while there's still more work that needs to be done, and while we're still growing up in Him, um, yet His work is finished. And, and, and He... His ultimate goal, and, you know, I'm maybe getting up myself, but his ultimate goal is to manifest that to the whole creation. Um, because um, <clears throat> that's how he's going to deliver creation. Um, by the manifestations, the manifestation of his work in a people. Um, that's the evidence of the life of Christ is... You and me displaying that in our lives every day. Um, you know, what higher calling is that than the life of God being manifested, flowing through us in our daily things that we do, in our daily life? Um, you know, I don't know how it's all going to look, um, a little example, I, I've been working with some people at Pogo, uh, a couple of the managers that I deal with, um, 
they have um, foul language. I mean, just, you know, another, you, you got to learn a few things to be able to understand what they're saying sometimes. Uh, and, you know, I've been talking to these guys for years now. Um, I have never tried to preach to them. That's smart. Um, <laughs> I thought so. Yeah. Um, never talked to them about anything more than work and, you know, hunting and where we live. And, you know, uh, this, especially this one guy, he, Anthony worked for him and he really liked him. So he's always asking me how Anthony's doing and where he's at. Anyway, we, we talk about a lot of stuff. The last month, every time I seen him, he's actually apologized for his language. Just one day, you know, we were talking, he said, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry for my, my language. Like, okay. <laughs> but, you know, I've never said a word to him. He's just somehow picked up that I don't talk the same. We, I still have conversations with him and engage with him. But somehow there, he's noticed a difference. <clears throat> That's a, just a tiny little picture of the evidence of the life of Christ. And when you start manifesting that at work, at school, in the kitchen, in everything that you do, the world is going to see that as the work of God being accomplished, being seen in a people. <clears throat> you know, the, this world doesn't need any more um, revivals. You know, it would be great to some extent, but that's not going to change the world. Um, more <laughs> preaching, really. Uh, it's really also not that much helpful. Um, it's the life that you demonstrate when you go out to work, when you get up in the morning, when you come to breakfast, uh, when we talk to one another and our responses, that's what's going to deliver this world. That's what's going to be manifested. And that is the, you know, that, that's the evidence that needs to be seen. And that's what this creation, what we are all groaning and wanting to see uh, being manifested. And uh, <clears throat> that's really what I wanted to read in Romans, um, which says it better than I did. But... <clears throat> um, Romans 8, I think is where I wanted to go. <clears throat> it says, uh, verse 18, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Just think about that verse for a sec. The, you know, the, the sufferings that you're going through are not even worthy to be compared with, with the life that is going to be revealed in you. That's, that, that is an amazing thought. <laughs>
For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestations of the son for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who had subject, subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself sh shall also be delivered from the bondage of the corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. You're going to be, we're being delivered. It's not we're going to be, we're being delivered of the corruption, of the shame, of those things that hold us back into thinking either that we have to do something or that we're not capable or able to do that which he is already performed for us and in us so that we can just, you know, not just, so that we can walk in that life that he's made available. <clears throat> it's not complicated. <laughs> um, it's, we have an opportunity every day to walk in the life of God. Is there for us if we ask him? <clears throat> we do need to ask him. We do have to be willing. Uh, Brother John Shiver likes to say, Brother Bill has been saying it for a long time, you have to offer yourself. And God does that work in us. We don't know how to be. <laughs> we don't know how to act. We don't know how to respond. Um, but he does. <laughs> and sometimes we'll miss it. <laughs> but that's what he's perfecting in us. If we're, if we're asking him to lead us, to go before us, to show us how to be, God is faithful. He really is faithful. You may not see it. Lynn said it this morning. You know, sometimes we want to measure growth. We want to see what's happening. And God doesn't work that way. But all of a sudden, like this guy in this little example, one day he realized, oh, my God, you know, why am I doing that? Why am I talking like that? He seems to be different. I, don't, I mean, I don't know that he thinks that or not. He did just say, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the way I talk. <clears throat> but there's that expectation, you know, we, that we, not just this creation, I think we're groaning to see that in each other, to see that life. And, you know, that, that imparts life, that imparts hope it, to, to one another when we start seeing that life coming through in our daily lives, in our work. You know, not just here when, you know, we pray for Kathy, we pray for all his needs. All those things are needful and tremendous. But when we impart life by our words, right. even just to the simplest of things, when we can say those things with just let that life that he's putting in us, that he's working in us come forth, that is going to deliver yeah. each other in this creation. I think I'll quit there. I won't be like John. I'm just going to sit down. <laughs> Thank you. There's a... Um, a passage of scripture that is encouraging because it's it's the uh, <laughs> it's God talking to 
his negotiator, Moses, uh, who spent uh, quite, a, quite a bit of time on his own. And uh, God, uh, an angel shows up in, in a burning bush. And when, when Moses and God got together and the people began to, to move, Turn, turn to Exodus 33. It's very, I've read this before, and uh, it's, it's a very excellent passage in regard to, to God and his promises to us. And um, uh, we, can, we can start at a, a verse 11 there of Exodus 33. And it says, The Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And he turned again unto the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man departed not out of the tabernacle. And I think I've always found that interesting uh, that he was there, he was on his knees, he was praying. And there was a lot of work for him to do that uh, he knew nothing of at that particular time. Um, and Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou saith unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore, now, obviously, they'd already had a bit of a conversation. And when... Uh, when Moses was formed out of the clay, um, I, I think God said, let's, let's put a, a negotiating resistant spirit there who will have the stuff to talk to me, to talk back to me when I need to be talked back to so that I can uh, indicate I'm listening. Anyway, that's uh, conjecture, but nevertheless, he was a negotiator. But he says something here that's final. It's final. If you get it and you hold to it, you, you can't be moved. You'll never be moved. And uh, he, he says, uh, I pray that if I found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way that I may know thee that I might find grace in thy sight. And consider this, that this nation is your people. I mean, he kind of drew a line of demarcation. These are your people. They're not necessarily my people. You know, I've been out here by myself. You brought me in here. Uh, who knows what all he had to say. But the next line is final. Get it. If you get it, you got all you'll ever need. You, you don't need any more than what God said. There are things ahead of us we don't know anything about. I, I've come to a place where the news seems like a basket of snakes. Uh, I, I, I don't want to go there anymore. There's nothing encouraging. And that's encouraging because God has, has given us Christ to live in and in that dimension, we, we can extricate ourselves 
from everything on this earth in terms of our loyalty, our love, our affection, and began to live as Christ. It is the hardest thing to get across to God's people. But when you were born again, you were born into Christ. You are Christ on the earth. And, and again, the, uh, the important thing about this is what Moses said to him. Because if you, get the, if you can, can trust, and, they're, and they're, they're joined together in a beautiful way, this is what God said in verse 14. And say it, let's all say it together. And he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give you rest. Now, Moses is like you and me. Uh, <laughs> he still wanted to, to carry this on a little more, you know. Have you ever found yourself arguing with God a little bit? When he's leaning on you and you know that he has it, it's okay. You, you need to be yourself. This religious pretense, God can smell that, and it's not incense to him. I'm sure he's holding his nose when we're pretending. But he said, he still goes on, Moses does. And he said unto him, if thy present go not with me, I don't want to go. And then he says a very wonderful thing, and it fits in exactly with what our brother was saying tonight in regard of a line of demarcation. I would say this. It's very probable that guy was born again sometime. He's been hit. He's wandered. He's in a rut. He's not going forward. Every day you... You come in there, you don't swear, you negotiate with him as well as you can, you're just being yourself. And you see, God is after, he's after every one of his creatures that he has called. And there's a constancy about Father God that we really need to, to get a hold of. I need to get a hold of it in a greater measure, I'll tell you right now. Because when you do get the idea that, that God is there all the time. His constancy is there. You, you can't live the same. And I imagine that uh, you reminded him of maybe some old days back there with his mother or somebody he'd bumped into or some guy tried to call him on it. Or because every creature out there has been subjected to, to nothingness, to vanity to darkness and emptiness. Every creature, all of us were there. Some are still kind of sitting in it, uh, even today. But he, he makes a very important line, and it really is important for us to know really who we are. You know, because there are times I, I've, I have my worst times, uh, let me say I did. Uh, I'd like to say that if that's okay. <laughs> When I go through the checkpoints, and they're, they're looking at my stuff, and they're asking, you know. And, uh, and Sister Betty, I've told you that she says, well, is this because I, uh, you know, I will sometimes unravel 
some of my opinion in the middle of those things. I've been known to do that. And Sister Betty says to me, she says, is this the way we're going to uh, rule and reign with God? And I don't really have an answer for that, you know. And we need each other at those times. Would you say amen to that? I mean, our brother was wise today. He stood up there right away and he said, amen. He was ready to quit right there and go back to his seat, you know, thinking ahead. But here, here's what it says. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us, so shall we be separated? I and the people from all the people on the face of the earth. This man sees a line of demarcation in your heart. That's what he sees. And sometimes people will say, what, what are you guys doing out there? I'm sure Nelson gets some of that. There's all kinds of things. But sometimes you're around people and you know. I mean, how many of us have run into people and, we, and you know that they know God? They haven't said anything. It's not, you know, the way they're dressed or anything. It's just the presence of God is there. And for some reason... There's resonance. But with this, and, and, and we, we're, we, sh we should be, as we grow in Christ, because you're connected to God himself. Yeah. You're connected just as Jesus Christ, who was the Christ, the confirming Christ, not the only son. There were others that had come. Uh, through the years but but as we come to the place where where we understand that we are different this isn't our home this isn't uh, the attachment and and I think every day we should be saying dear God help me to see that I am not of this realm I have, I've been born for another, another realm, another age, and, and it's a little easier when you get older because uh, when you're younger, sometimes you think you're going to miss something. You didn't miss anything. You won't miss anything the sooner you understand you're coming to Christ. I'm going to read this in 1 John because I'm in John 1. And, and John is speaking in verse 15 of John 1. He says, John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And here's what he said. And this is another one. And this is yours tonight. Take it with you. Not just tonight, but every day. Because when we're talking about completion, of course, all the source, all the wind in our sail, everything for us to go forward is available to us by the hand of God. There's no way we can produce it. You said that very well. Yeah. It needs to be said over and over because dependency is the call of the hour. Mm -hmm. I can't do this. 
And, and the awful thing about this crowd is there's so many intelligent and gifted individuals woven through here. There is so much that you can do. There's so much good thinking. There is, there is a lot of human wisdom, but the human wisdom is, is just dust in the wind. It will not accomplish the purpose of God. And as soon as that is resonant within us, uh, we'll wait. We'll wait for however long God wants us to wait. But it's unnatural for you to die to the self that's there. But listen to this, talking about Christ. This is John speaking about Christ. And of his fullness have all we received. And I would, I'd be really shocked if some of you looking at that tonight would say to yourself, I'm not so sure that I really believe I've received all that. Mm -hmm. That's what it says. Yeah. It's going to take the Spirit of God in the days ahead. And then you saying, please God. If you say, I've received the fullness of Christ going to, <laughs> to glory, you have it. It's yours. And it's not to become a couch potato about. It's not to be contented and say, well, yeah, I have this. No, it's, it's, to, it's to understand that your heavenly Father, who, who has called you and said, come, Come to me. He's never going to ask you to do anything that he won't be with you fully in. He knows the test of every one of us here. He knows our getting up and our sitting down. And he's a faithful, wonderful father. And of his fullness, you, the all. Receive. You have that fullness. Full sailing. To, I mean, the idea that, that this wretched body of mine, he's able to subdue, and he's not going to leave me in this state. I have glory waiting for me. You know, I wondered, remember when we first sang that song? It's kind of got some convoluted confusion in it. But I remember when we sang that song about 45 years ago, to I guess I'm fairly old, you can probably see. But we sang that song, and the first time we sang it in Keene, New Hampshire, somebody tell me what happened that day. Anybody that was there. There were only about four or five in the room that were there on that day. What? They came off the street. They walked in. It was palpable. The presence of God was palpable. They walked in. That was the same day that uh, that your uh, your uh, your wife's. Where, where is Ann? Ann, you were there. I think you. Uh, that's the day uh, that your your sister and your and your. Uh, and her husband came in too. He, Mark came in and he fell on his face. And there. And we were singing 
I've got glory coming on me from both sides. And you know something, Gabriel? We had no idea what we were singing, and we didn't have any idea the trip and the time it was going to take to get there. God help us to be thankful for those days when God was giving us those wonderful days. Well, it's good to have everyone here tonight. I, I, I know you didn't come without a song tonight. Is that right? Would you sing for us again? You don't have to sing, but you know it'd be nice. Could we sing a song? For, maybe we should sing that. I've got glory. Does anybody remember that? All right, go get it. Get up there and lead it. Let's stand singing. And while we're singing that one, maybe you do have a song. You, you don't have to always sing when you come. And you can come more often. And if you tell us where you live, we may come see you. Thanks, Evan. If anybody comes in off the street tonight, <laughs> where's, where's Bud? <laughs> okay, hey, if you sing it loud enough, maybe yeah. Bud will come over. Yeah, there he did. There he did once. Ready? Oh, it's good to know that we are finally set free by the word of the Father in His Son. And now we are enjoying the blessing of His wellspring as we move in the oneness of His Son. I've got glory coming at me from both sides. I've got glory flowing over me in tides. I've got glory shining on me like sunshine, it seems, and it's you, my Father, beloved Son. We speak, we speak His word throughout the land as we sit at His right hand. Our names are written in the book by His blood. As we move in unity, we will set the captives free. And we long to hear the words, well done, my son. For I've got glory coming at me from both sides. I've got glory flowing over me in tides. I've got glory shining on me like sunshine, it seems, and it's you. My Father, beloved God, I've got glory. Well, I've got glory coming at me from both sides. I've got glory flowing over me in tides. I've got glory shining on me like sunshine, it seems, and it's you, my Father, beloved God. It's going to be there tomorrow morning, too. What? So it'll still be there tomorrow morning. We can, Even though it's going to be cold outside, I think it's still supposed to be there tomorrow. 
that he didn't, glory. nobody can walk him through the well, snow. I haven't checked yet, yeah. Uh, well, thank you folks for coming tonight. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, if you want one, we'll come here one. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Do we want one? Yeah. Yes. 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 Act like you got tired blood. <laughs> Let's get this out of the way, so, well, we got to have it. Would you like to stand on a chair? Okay. Wait. Well, where does he get off? Oh, oh you're babysitting, is that it? Yeah. Nice ploy. <laughs> Maybe it works for you. Uh...
thank you so much. Uh, you're probably behind all this and just humble sitting back there carrying the baby. Anyway, <laughs> come back and see us. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Actually, some of those people in there really can sing. <laughs> They're just not uh, covered with voices. Uh, okay, any announcements here before we close? Anything? Said Tony is doing better. Nothing uh, that is... Uh, demonstrable as far as crossing any line we still need to hold him before the Lord but uh, pardon yeah yeah we'll be praying for that and you have an operation tomorrow is it next Thursday all right good all right John would you dismiss us nice and loud Let us glorify you, Lord, and we go in peace.